in Taco Tuesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I'm Danny Williams, along with Alex Becker. Hey, Alex. Hey, Danny. Buddy, how are you? I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm. I'm anxiously waiting. A head. A head ball coach, as they say. Okay. Well, I'm sick and tired of waiting for um, a head coach who I have no clue who it's going to be. We're um, man. It's we're now like going in circles, like Broncos country, the media. We're like circling back to guys who have already kind of turned us down. So it's been the most uniquest of coaching searches ever, for a lot of different reasons. One, this thing is drug out forever, and you got really two of the most high profile names in coaching, and Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh, who you're you're courting repeatedly. It sounds like okay, right? And then on the flip side, last year, and but but you have this is like all secondhand, not internal information that's coming out um, at all. This is all really kind of digging deep, uh, rap report and, and Schefter kind of digging. When last year, the last go around, we got like an insider look at all the candidates at like some of the meetings. Uh, I remember when they hired John Fox uh, when he was here in town um, for interviews. They like. Um, had a camera there at the uh, airport to greet him and we're asking him kind of questions in the car. He hated it. He was uncomfortable with it, but it was really like new age and kind of new media. So this search has been the polar opposite. We've gotten nothing from them. We don't know what's going on. Um, they did tell us that they eliminated four candidates. So that should leave four candidates because there was eight candidates on the board. And those candidates are Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn and uh, D'Amico Ryan's correct. So until you know D'Amico Ryan's ain't a he's not with the Texans yet. It ain't official. Ain't Dan Quinn deal. again. It's not over until it's over. And you kind of just got me thinking maybe Dan Quinn's back in play. And then we found out that Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, had uh, another meeting in Michigan. Greg Penner went out there to meet with him face to face and just just see if he can make one more push at landing what would be, I think, the biggest fish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what's going on with Sean Payton. Like we have no clue what's going on with Sean Payton. And there's people around here who are like, I expect Sean Payton to be the next coach, and it's based off of nothing. Nothing. I don't know what it's based off of. It doesn't even make sense to me. Um, they were turned off from each other or one party was turned off from the other at a certain point. And they don't seem to, to me, Sean Payton seems like uh, not even in play anymore, to be honest with you. And Jim Harbaugh still seems to be somewhat in play. Mm. So um, Crazy. Yeah, from, right? From, from last week to now? That's to where, say that is wild. That's where we're at. That's how it stands, and I'm just wondering what you think as of Tuesday at about lunchtime here in Denver. Who do you think the next coach is going to be? It's like you can't even answer the question. I don't mean you. I All mean right. me. I'm going to say Jonathan Gannon. Okay. That's who I think it's going to be. Why? Because I don't think they're going to be able to pry Harbaugh from Michigan. I don't. I think Sean Payton doesn't end up coaching this year. Dan Quinn will go to Dallas, D'Amico Ryan's to Houston. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, I think will be the head coach, um, but he's obviously coaching right now, so they're going to have to wait even longer. That, that's my feeling right now. I don't think they're going to be able to pull off Harbaugh or Peyton. Okay. Um, I don't... <sighs> and whether that was the mystery candidate or not, I'm not... Oh, I'm Harbaugh not or sure. uh, Jonathan Gannon? Gannon? Okay, yeah, sorry. I'm all caught up on Harbaugh here. Um. Okay. But I could be wrong, you know. How about uh, this report? I'm going to read it to you, okay? 
You ready for this? reports. Let's see. The Broncos last Wednesday had a principal agreement in place with Harbaugh. Penner flew out with the expectation of coming back with him and announcing him Friday. This is on last week. Okay. They had a contract confirmed of upwards of $16 million and a clause in the contract that would eventually make him the highest paid coach in the NFL. Okay. Mm-hmm. Press conference ready to go. Um, press release ready to be sent out Thursday morning. Wow. Um, he was set to tour the facility and meet Russell Wilson and the other team captains. But something happened. All Broncos VP and executive personnel were informed, including the marketing, PR, etc., that it wasn't going to happen. Um, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, internally they're saying in Dove Valley, a lot of people within the organization were disappointed and stressed due to this move because Penner was not available for Dan Quinn, who was going to come in, but kind of got blown off. Um, and when they went back to Harbaugh, Dan Quinn decided to reportedly stay put. Mm, that makes sense. said, I'm not wanted here. Maybe next cycle will be better. Let me go back to Dallas where I'm comfortable. How would that make you feel if you're Dan Quinn? Be honest here. Like, kind of how I would react the same way. Like, I'm obviously not the number one choice, maybe not even the number two choice. They got, they're doing all but this stuff behind the scenes. But you still wouldn't take the job and get over it? I don't know. Um, There's only 30 of these jobs. Yeah. The 32 true. jobs? 32. 32 only teams. 32 of these jobs. That's a tough question. It's like, how can you be mad would if you? you're Dan Quinn? Yeah. You would take the job? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's it, there's a little, like, what does he have that I don't? You know, he's more handsome than I am type of stuff that makes feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. But if they still hire you, you know, you would tell Dan Quinn, oh, well, it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be, you know. Mm-hmm. We really, you know, liked you as much as him the whole time, but we had so many relationships with Jim Harbaugh. That's what they're telling Dan Quinn. You know, this kind of stuff to make him feel better about himself. If you get offered the job and they're going to pay, pay you millions of dollars to do the job, then they, still do, then they still do really, really, really ridiculously, you know, want you. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so I, I guess in that sense. At the end of the day, it, what, what doesn't matter – what choice you were, what number choice you were. You get the job, you it get the job. It doesn't really matter because you – and do you know what? And maybe we have it all wrong. Maybe we're getting too emotional about this. Maybe when you're a coach and you've been competing against other coaches for just every, you know, coaching stop you've ever had, then you get it and you understand that the business is about, you know, relationships and about, you know, who you know and then, you know, maybe how hot of a coach you are or what kind of coach you were on a, a team or a staff that was real hot and, and successful. So, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Just so, something to think about. Yeah. So, I mean, he could look at hard, Bobby, like this MFR over me. Like, no, no way. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they have egos just like the players do. Okay. I mean, like, I guess that's the stuff that's the beauty of what we do here, like the podcast, the radio show, like the fodder. Um, but we're not talking uncertainties. We got guys who we work with on the station, radio station, like, you're talking uncertainties or having to delete tweets. You know, you're, like, talking uncertainties. Like, I believe this is going to happen. I think this is happening right now. I expect this. You expect that based off of what? We don't know anything at all. Um, and that's on purpose. Sources, bro. <laughs> I just, you know, again, the, the if there's one thing that the Walter, Walter, the Walton Penner group has been is discreet, tight lip, tight lip, tight. They play and, close to the vest, and that's the kind of business they, they, you know, they um, 
how they handle their business, I think it's unique, and I kind of like it, kind of appreciate it a little bit. So Yeah, we just don't know. Like you said on the radio show, they could know exactly what they're doing right now, or they could not know anything. And we don't doing. know. We just don't know. You know, I would tend to think that great business and intuition and, like, having a knack for hiring the right people, that that carries into all factors of life, whether you're a football guy or not. I think that they could tell a guy who is, um, you know, savvy enough to be a CEO of an NFL team. And not just because they've been CEOs of companies. You might think, well, two things have nothing to do with each other. Now, success is success in right. life. Traits or tra- characteristics. I, I are just the, believe yeah. that. I kind of believe that. You know, it's like um, if Greg Penner was born into a football family, he would have been a great football guy in football mind. It's their, their business was elsewhere. So, um, And then great, um, you know, sm- the really smartest guys, Alex, know where they fall short and where they need to bring people in to maybe help them uh, understand things, make certain decisions, and just be fully aware of, um, you know, every aspect of what they're doing. I like that. Yeah. So. That's true. They, they recognize the shortcomings, you know. I, I believe that. They're I smart enough so. to admit it, too. I think those are the best. The smartest guys, you know, you know, that's the dumbest guys who think they know everything. They're stubborn. About everything yeah. and just would never, you know, admit to not knowing something. Um, like a Jerry Jones, I feel like, is, is exactly that that's way. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so we don't have any update. We don't have any news to report. Uh, it's going to drop. It's going to happen. Um, and, you know, we're hoping, I'm hoping it's by. Do you know what? There's no timeline. I'm tired of talking about this. So I guess in that sense, let's get this over with. But also, I'm in no hurry to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. I'm in no hurry to make the wrong decision. That would be. I will wait around to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, if they force it or rush it and then yeah. they make the wrong hire. I'll say this, and we'll then you know we that's could, worst case. Um, we could do a little tiny, too early Super Bowl prediction, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. If the Broncos, let's talk about the candidates last year who were uh, first-time head coaches, not All first right. time, but new coaches to their teams last year. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Let's go through the list here. Dayball. Yep, Brian Dayball. Peterson. Yep, Doug Peterson. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Hackett. Minnesota. Yep. Uh, right, Robert Sala with the Jets. Okay, no, that was second year. That was, oh, you're right. And uh, is there one more? That's five I guys. mean, Lovey Smith was a, was a okay. first, that was his first year in Houston. Okay. That was kind of okay, different. Okay, okay. So, I think the Broncos of the five guys got the worst guy. Like the truth of the fraud. By a mile. Like the, the, the most fraudulent of the guys. And what I mean by that is if they'd have had Kevin O'Connell, who they really liked, or and who was a see, finalist, too. or Doug Peterson. Yeah. Okay, let's say those two guys are the guys I like. I think the Broncos would have been a nine or 10 win playoff team this year. I think so. I think so. I think both so, of those guys find a way to make it work with Russ, or at least attempt to. So those guys were just, for one, uh, Kevin O'Connell was like a first-time coach, just a hot candidate. And then uh, we had a fired coach in Doug Peterson, right? Yeah. So both those guys were, like, totally attainable. Would have been happy with the job, thrilled to have the job. You didn't have to chase them. They were chasing you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, he took a so, Jacksonville job. But my point is now... If we don't get Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton, we're going to feel like failures. Any other guy other than those guys, Alex, is going to feel like 
a not letdown. good enough, a letdown. Yeah. When in reality, Dayball was just, you know, um, not an afterthought hire, but not the hottest candidate in the world. Mm. Kevin O'Connell's just a former backup quarterback like Kellen Moore and Kafka. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. But both of them would have been hits here. So what I'm saying is, don't be disappointed, and I'm maybe talking myself into this before it even happens, if it's not Peyton or Harbaugh and we have to settle, and it seems like we're settling on some other guy. There's not just one guy who could do this job. There's multiple guys who could do this job. Find a guy who can do this job, and don't put yourself into a box like, I have to find the guy, and then get desperate over Sean Payton, mm. and look desperate over Jim Harbaugh. And talk Dan Quinn, you know, into more money when maybe he's a defensive guy and there might be some offensive guy just sitting there waiting for you. Um, that you know, in Caldwell, and maybe they have to revisit because that's a, that's the end of that thought. That's uh, that's fair. And the thing is, if they do get someone like that, we won't know for a long time whether it was the right hire or not until really the end of next season. Correct. I mean, we all thought Hackett was going to be the right hire until, what, week one against Seattle? Yeah. And then we all s- started to see it unravel. But up until then, it was like, okay, this is, this might be a good guy. I just think, other than that, and we'll wrap up the discuss- this is, uh, discussion on the coaches, is um, unless they go back into the guys that they've said who have been eliminated, you know? Yeah. Then I don't know what else they can really do. And the mystery candidate could have been... Uh, you said Mike Shanahan yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's like a dream. The mystery candidate could be something. Could to have that. been them going back to Harbaugh. Harbaugh that's, himself could have been I a think. mystery candidate. That's what I think it really was. Because it, nobody saw that coming, and no one knew that even happened. And that's exactly. how tight that happened last week. And this just came out a couple days ago. And you know, four, three, or four, five days later after it happened. So, just it's interesting something to think about. Because they, they made out the mystery candidate to be some big deal. You know, it wouldn't have been a no-name guy. Well, of course we're going to make it out to be a big deal, right? We want it yeah. to be a big deal. Okay, um, we'll wrap the podcast up. I want to ask you your too early Super Bowl prediction. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like Philadelphia by about a field goal. I th- I'll take them 27 to 24 in this game. Maverick has them having to cover one and a half points. Is it one and a half? Yeah. That's that's probably accurate. Are I'd the say. Eagles one and a half points better than the Chiefs, or are they a lot of points better than the Chiefs, <sighs> or are they not as good as the Chiefs? What's what, what's your I heart think telling you right now? I think the team overall is is a way better team than the Chiefs, but the it's Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. They're the two. They've I really believe that they've been the two best teams the entirety of the season. The most complete NFC team, the body of work has been the Eagles. Very very like a runaway. Then the 49ers, then the Vikings. And I think the Chiefs were, um, from start to finish, you know, the Bengals stumbled out of the gate and then mm-hmm. got hot. The Bills, like, it seemed like... They played may have peaked two, a little early? Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. And, like, the Bills would have two good games and then a letdown. Two good games and a letdown. I think the Chiefs were just more consistently good. And I think where people believe the Chiefs weren't as good is because they're not blowing teams out like they were two and three years ago. But that's when they, like, took the league by storm and were, like, ascending and coming up. Now, like, the whole league has been built to try to stop the Chiefs and teams like the Chiefs. And you really can't, but you can slow them down. You can compete with them now. But the Chiefs have been the best team in the AFC, and the Eagles have been the best team in the AFC. Do you know what I believe? I think that... You want the you think the Chiefs? Yes, I don't want it because every you know more accolade for you know um, 
Mahomes. For Mahomes, it's like one that takes away from the greatness of like John Elway. Really, it's is. weird. It's like one thing has nothing to do with the other in a lot of senses. But like, I don't want Patrick Holmes to be greater than John Elway, even though. And I hate saying this. And I had, didn't say it for a long time. It's a lot of comps. Everything's about comps. This guy reminds me of this guy. This guy reminds me of this guy. Patrick Mahomes reminds me exactly of John Elway. Mm. The body type, the everything, like the, the wide kind of bodied, like, you know, they look s- strong. The baseball background, um, just how they step into their throws. Yeah, the, the Nice, the, easy the, release. The, the, you know, the little freestyle trickeration stuff, yeah. little flicks. On. Let me underhand lateral, lateral this one. And then when they tuck that ball and go with that ball in their bare hand like that, they just look like, you know, um, not as fast as they probably really are. But I wouldn't want to, you know, bring down Patrick Mahomes and John Elway full head of steam. That's good. You know. That's not the first time I've heard that comparison either. Yeah, that's probably my favorite comparison. I don't want people to say, really say that because, again, I want it to be my comparison, one, and then I don't want it to be really true either, but I know it is deep down. So. And it's another Super Bowl. That's just another chink in his armor that he's yeah, going to have. Totally. Okay. And he's probably going to win MVP this year. I think he is the MVP because yeah. Hurts missed some games. Yeah. Um, who are my other candidates? Allen and Burrow, I would think. Yeah. Um... Because Allen turned the ball Mahomes. over probably Mahomes too much. just slightly more consistent. Yeah. Allen's getting a bit of a reputation for turning the ball over with the fumbles and not the picks, but the fumbles, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Burrow has got some MVPs in his future, I think. For sure. All right. That's been the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Maverick Sports. Uh, the Maverick Sports app, go download it. These guys are wicked awesome. You'll love this app. You'll get the big sign-up bonus that they're offering, which nobody's doing anymore. Um, and I'm a parlay builder. I'm, you know, you'll navigate the site, safe, secure, easy, download, deposit, register, uh, withdrawal. We want to be withdrawers, not depositors. We like to say that all the time. So go check those guys out, and we'd appreciate that big time. Um, Total Beverage, TotalBeverage.com. Those guys um, are great. It's if you're gonna have a Super Bowl party, if you're just gonna go, maybe like um, have a couple beers on your way home from work with your dinner, then stop there and grab a 12 pack. Maybe grab a bottle of uh, champagne. Maybe grab a bottle of wine. Um, they got everything. They got it at the best prices. I love these guys. These superstores are incredible. Um, they will deliver to you as well. Total Beverage, TotalBev.com. Alex, what's your Twitter? A Becker Sports. I'm at Tweet Standing on Twitter as well. Check um, the radio show out, 10 to noon, here in Denver, Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. Alex produces the product. It's me and Jeff Gersh. Uh, we do it every day, and um, it's a good show. If you like the podcast, you'll love the radio show and vice versa. Great Go check show. Check that out, yeah. Um, oh, you too. Uh, but that's it. That's been the Broncos Bus Podcast. I'm hoping by the next time we talk, I'm hoping tomorrow, like tonight. Well, uh, sources syndicate, they're closing in on a deal, you know, tonight or yeah. tomorrow. Give so us get, an angle. Yeah. yeah, just by the end of the week, I'm ready to, you know, talk about having a new head coach. We want to hear what he has to say, and I want to move forward. So um, that's it. For Alex Becker, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.